Hi, this is Isla Rose with Lotus Talks podcast number 10, and I'm sitting here with Hamid Martin of Inner Rhythm. Inner Rhythm is a free-form dance and movement meditation practice, and it's offered as an avenue for meditation, creative expression, moving emotions, and communion with self, others, and spirit. We posed a question, what is your inner rhythm? So listen up. Hope you enjoy. Hi. Hi. Okay. So the reason I invited you to do a podcast was because what you've created with Inner Rhythm is just phenomenal. And I feel that it would be super amazing and important for people to hear more about it. And we decided to start this whole podcast with the question, what is your inner rhythm? So before I have you answer that, I'm just going to do a little bit of an intro so people can know who you are. Cool. So Hamid describes inner rhythm as a freeform dance and movement meditation practice. And it's offered as an avenue for meditation, creative expression, moving emotions, and communion with self, others, and spirit. Hmm. He suggests that with the support of music and rhythm, by moving alone together, and alone together in community, we can transcend the personal, move beyond form and the mind, and enter into the mystery. So the first question I have for you is, what is it that you experience as the mystery? Great question. It's it's mysterious. Yeah, I guess for me, in this context, when I talk about the mystery, it's kind of like it's the eternal, the divine, the like the mystical magic of the present moment of this present experience, this present the present moment of this human experience. And I feel like when we are present in the mystery, especially in an embodied way, then the mystery opens up and it's like, it's the magic of this moment right now. Open, yeah. wide open. Yeah. Because it is, it's like, it's, it's a mystery. How much is, how much magic is really here yeah. right now? How does that show up for you? Well, I feel in my body right now, yeah. as I speak about it, I feel chills in my body because it's like, yeah, that's, that's what it is for me. So that's, that's one way it's showing up for me right now is I feel chills in my body. And I mean, that's something that happens in clear moments in my life when I'm like, some people call it like flow state or something. That's what I'm reminded of right now. But in my dance, when I'm surrendered, grounded in myself and just being moved by, by life yeah. with a capital L yeah, and I feel these chills in my body again, that's like, that's, yeah. That's, that's the mystery. The, that's, that's, the the mystery. My, that's the mystery. That's the mystery. So we get to enter the mystery. Yeah, and whatever that is for for each one, you know. Yeah, yeah. Often in your newsletters, you talk about this quality, this concept about feeling and moving emotions and finding a healthy way to express them, and allowing yourself to surrender to those emotions. I want to know why you feel that's become such a central force and theme for inner rhythm. Cool. Well, I love emotions. <laughs> I love feelings. They do have the potential to be so powerful and big and they can be a creative force. And I feel like, I mean, as a, as an artist, as a movement artist, as a dance artist, I feel like I love to welcome the 
the creativity, the creative force of the emotions. Mm -hmm. And I just, in my own personal journey in life, I feel like that's what you want to hear about. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, let's keep it right here. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, in my own personal journey, I have grown and healed so much from allowing my feelings. Hmm. And like the places in my life where I've been the most stuck and the most depressed and the most in pain, it was when I began and really could begin to allow in a loving way, allow my feelings, my emotions to just simply be here and to be felt. That's when the shifts and the movement happen. That's the way through. And I just, you know, I don't believe a whole lot of things, but I do believe that fully allowing and feeling and expressing our emotions is one of the most important things that we're here to do as humans. Yeah. And, and, you know, I love that, that quote from my favorite bumper sticker where spiritual beings having a human experience. And I feel (laughs) like that's, that's it. Like this is the human experience and it's meant to be, to be had and felt and expressed fully. Yeah. Yeah. Does that work for you? No, it totally does. And like, I'm noticing all these hearts go across and there's all these, who are these people? I want to say hello to everybody. What are hearts going across? Uh, like all these people are like pressing mm-hmm. hearts. They're well, just, it's a nipple slapper. Who? <laughs> Saying hi. Oh, I know. But then there's also on Facebook live or I just, I lost my, my page here. Can I get some technical help? Cause I want to be able to answer some of these comments too. What happened? Oh, the screen um, just went away. I'll just I'll just take this moment to say, like, I look at the screen and I see these hearts. I have no idea what's happening. Thank I, you for the heart. Yeah, it's just people are acknowledging. It's cool. Yeah. I don't. They're like we have viewers. Just you guys talk in. about IG, and I don't even know what that is. Instagram. Like, what is, yeah, I get it. Now I got it. <laughs> is it coming up? So I have a question for you, Hamid. Okay, cool. You were just talking about being alive or the mystery being experienced in the present moment and feeling your feelings and that's being vulnerable can you explain to me if you've ever felt fear in being vulnerable and how did you cross over yeah i feel afraid right now like i totally know the experience of feeling afraid to be vulnerable that's a scary thing and how did i cross over because a lot of people don't and won't and yeah and that's all emotions and people like to cover it up yeah i guess i guess because at this point in my life i've experienced enough times the beauty that i feel within myself the beauty and just the lifiness the fullness of life Mm -hmm. which which is beautiful i've experienced that enough times where it's like okay i know if i'm willing to be vulnerable and feel like my deepest pain for example and to even share it and mm-hmm. express it and let myself be seen mm-hmm. in my deepest vulnerability. Like I've, I've experienced enough times the, the beauty and the growth and the insights, I guess, too, that I receive from, from really allowing the deep vulnerability. I've experienced the beauty that comes from it. And so I'm willing. I'm willing to be afraid and be vulnerable anyway. And I've also experienced like how my vulnerability is actually one of my greatest strengths. Is it a little bit like death? Do you feel like it's a it's a feeling of letting go and then 
accepting the unknown uncertainty i don't know this concept of death is kind of a funny one for me like people talk about having these little deaths so that they can live more fully i'd never totally resonated with that i think it's a great concept or a great analogy or a great thing if it works for people but i don't experience it as a death but it does i guess maybe this is how it's like a death it feels like there's a threshold that i have to cross it's like fuck am i excuse me that's okay yeah cool yeah Yeah. we say whatever (laughs) yeah Uh, we're adults yeah there's like fuck there's a threshold Mm -hmm. am i willing to let these feelings up Mm -hmm. this is scary am i willing to let myself be seen Mm -hmm. and yeah there's a threshold there's a choice that i have to make Mm -hmm. and i can make the choice no and sometimes i do yeah and sometimes that's what's more appropriate i like pushing my edges i like growing my edges so i'm willing to step over that threshold of fear into my vulnerability and see how much life with a capital L it brings. Mm-hmm. Again, I just want to go back to something I said a moment ago where I, I feel like in the mystery or in the depths of my emotions and often like the really hard ones, like the painful ones, it's like when I'm really willing to feel it and express it, there's insights that come mm. that, that inform mm-hmm. my life moving yeah. forward. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, how, how could I not cross the threshold? Here's the chills again. Yeah. Yeah. How could I not cross the threshold? What am I doing here anyway? That yeah. definitely sounds like the mystery. I keep on yeah. hearing breaking open. Yeah. I keep hearing that. Break it open. Not breaking apart, but breaking open. Oh, breaking open. Yeah. yeah. Let's do this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so fascinating to think about it because like it <clears throat> essentially on like the superficial level, inner rhythm is you're DJing, you're playing music and inviting people to dance. Right. And you can do that at a club or a bar at a party, but there's this whole underground quality that's happening, which you've called inner rhythm. And I want to know how you came to that name. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) How did I come to that name? I was on such a, a challenging journey about 10 years of not bringing inner rhythm to the world. 10 years. Yeah. So you held it for 10 years. I did. I held it for 10 years because I, I found myself on a path in life of dance as meditation, dance as worship, Mm -hmm. dance as creative expression that was feeding my life so much. I knew from the first, the first time I ever started dancing, what was actually in a college class called creative movement. And I was having these deep, profound, cathartic and emotional experiences in a college dance classroom. And I was like, wow, I can't believe I'm experiencing this much depth in this public educational institution. And I knew in this one particular moment, I knew that I was gonna end up sharing dance, but I didn't know in what form or what it would look like. And I just dove into my own dance practice, creative movement, and then expanding out into like the realms of dance therapy, and then in five rhythms and soul motion my whole life became about dance and I was just so steeped in my own practice, diving deeper and deeper into myself through the dance and wondering and being curious all the while, like where, where was this all leading? And I don't know, I was in Kauai and that's the name that came to me in a rhythm. And I was like, cool, this is a thing. And then I held that for like another six years before I actually brought it forward to the community and started it as a weekly practice you held it for six years yeah like 
What did you do with it? Did you write about it? Did you dream about it? I dreamed it? about it. I, I talked about it. I drew it. I danced it. And it was super painful. I was afraid. Yeah. I was afraid a lot to bring it forward. Why? And I, that's a good question. I think partly because I was afraid of not being good enough. It's kind of a theme in my life. You've heard about that. I think we all resonate with all, that. Yeah, all afraid, afraid of failing. It's, it afraid all of failing. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but actually what I, I knew it had to happen. It was like such a part of my soul's purpose. I knew it had to happen. Yeah. And it, it was bigger than it you. It was bigger than me. Yeah, yeah was, totally. So the entering into the mystery again. Yeah. yeah, and because it wasn't happening and I wasn't willing, I wasn't willing to cross the threshold of fear. Yeah. And, and stepping out and just that, saying, here I am, and that, which is super vulnerable. That's I wasn't, the hero's yeah, journey. I wasn't willing to cross the threshold, so it didn't happen, and it was so painful. Uh -huh. I was like agonizing, like, what am I supposed to be doing with my life? But I actually knew, and I just wasn't doing it. Mm -hmm. But then, actually, sometime in the first year of offering it as a weekly dance practice, I realized that partly, yeah, sure, partly I was afraid, but partly I wasn't ready. Mm -hmm. <sighs> How long into when did when did you realize? Sometime that? in the first year, like, you weren't ready like, with what? I wasn't ready to bring inner rhythm into the world in a high integrity it's, way. It's it's so great. I want to stop you okay. there because that's actually Segways. something I wanted to segue okay. into, and I knew that it was going to come to this point. So yeah, you were talking about you're not ready, right? No. I <laughs> I wasn't like I wasn't ready to like see, what is it to this is, live thing? Is he AJ's third eye? Marie. <laughs> I just I want to acknowledge everyone again. Thanks. So yeah. So um, wait, there's people out there actually like watching paying, and commenting, commenting, giving like throwing out hearts and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty. Yeah. Hi everyone. Yeah, it's awesome. Okay, so you had mentioned that you're not ready, and I'm taking a quote from something you had wrote when you did your seven year reflection because Inner Rhythm is seven years old now. Yeah, on the fall equinox. On the fall equinox. And it's and I quote, you were not ready because you had not a mature enough relationship with your own ego to hold a container in a high integrity way. Do you feel that the space that you're in now is one of high integrity? And how does that show up in inner rhythm and also in your daily life? <clears throat> I am on a like an ever unfolding journey of learning what my inner integrity is for myself can you share what that is yeah well it's for me integrity is making choices in alignment with my core values and so i guess partly the journey that i'm on is like realizing what my core values are so some of the core values that or that are alive in me for inner rhythm are safety and the marriage of freedom and responsibility. So freedom of expression while being responsible for how our actions, how my actions affect others centered and grounded. This is one of, this is one of my core values. Like I want to live a life centered and grounded and I'm excited to offer a space where that's a core part of the invitation. Early on, like what this meant for me was like, how do I, how do I hold this container? How do I offer this experience and be humble 
in it and know that it's it's actually not about me. Like I'm the one <laughs> showing up, renting a studio, providing the music, creating an invitation. But it's like that that's it. My like my my role pretty much ends there for the most part. I'm basically providing a platform and then stepping out of the way. And so my ego could have gotten involved with this in my in my younger life. Does it still? Of course. Yeah. Wow. Like my, my ego is still present. <laughs> You're so interested in that. <laughs> honestly, honestly, really, like I feel I'm continually humbled by this work because I see the amazing beauty that happens week after week in our community in Santa Cruz. And I am just humbled. Wow. And I know that it's not about me. Yeah, I mean, the only way really that my ego is still involved is like people are like, oh my God, you're my favorite DJ or whatever. Like, <laughs> but it's sure, it's like, it's nice to hear that. Ref- it's nice to hear the reflection. I know in my heart and my soul that this work that I've chosen, this, this life work mm-hmm. that is in a rhythm is, it's for the people. It's for, it's for everyone who is, desiring and ready to have a deeper experience of themselves. Yeah. I definitely want to speak on that personally because that's what I felt. And that's what I experienced interacting. Okay. Sure. I want to stay with this one for a minute because this, this triggers, this question triggers up something that, that is scary and uncomfortable for me because this thing happened recently where in the social media world, like I basically, was Mm. accused of being inappropriate as a dance member in the community and as someone you know in a leadership position i'm yeah i mean yeah okay it's facebook is where it happened okay (laughs) so i mean i basically got (laughs) humbled even greater this year i mean i had to really basically i was accused of being inappropriate and i was like oh how did this happen you know like did something happen that i was super unaware of and apparently it was like I had showed up in some interaction with someone that apparently made her feel really unsafe. And I was over here feeling like my actions were really clean. Yeah. I mean, part of my humble learning is this year is realizing that like, wow, I'm as much as, as much as I feel centered and grounded in myself and as much as I feel safe, I've had to realize that like, that doesn't always translate for every person. Mm-hmm. And so um, here's what it relates to too, because I knew at the beginning when I started in a rhythm, like one of my rules for myself, I can't believe I'm talking about this. Yeah, right? you know, you're really doing this right now. <laughs> one, of the, one of the rules I had for myself was don't, don't pursue women or don't date women that I meet uh, at inner rhythm. And that like, I feel like, I held that really solid for myself and it kept me out of trouble. I feel like, and I've slipped up a couple of times just because it's like, I want the dance container to be clean and I want everyone to feel safe. I want the understanding of what it's really about to be clear. And I kind of lifted that my own rule off of myself. And I began to date women in the community that I met at the dances and it didn't go so well because it was just hard to keep the energy clean. Or if there was someone that I had recently dated a new person I'm dating it just created awkwardness. And this is going back to what I said originally, like I wasn't ready until I was ready because in my younger self, like my ego would have ran with the attention and position of power and wanted to just get as much attention 
and connection and dating opportunities with women in the communities I could. I had to go through everything I had to go through to learn that that doesn't create safety in the dance space. And you're holding that intention. And I am, yeah. I have always been holding the intention and for safety in the, showed up in the dance really, space. Yeah. And in so, a big way. yeah, I don't know what happened this year, but I dated some people in the community and then I did something in, during a dance that, that I wasn't facilitating, I guess that made someone feel unsafe. And then it just kind of triggered this whole thing. And people were pointing at me saying, Hey, you're, you're actually doing things that aren't creating that much safety. And so I've just had to really take a look at myself and cultivate a different, a new lens of awareness mm-hmm. about safety in each person's individual and diverse needs. Yeah. That seems safety. like a huge lesson, you know, like just navigating <clears throat> that whole thing, especially cause you're like we mentioned earlier, like you're holding the intention that safety is present and also the marriage of freedom and responsibility. Like how do you navigate that when we have like these internal urges and we clearly connect with certain people and it doesn't matter if you're in a dance space or out in the world but how do you honor what you're feeling on the inside but then you also are aware that you're responsible of this container and this space so that's a really big thing for you to to carry and I'm also really surprised that you went into (laughs) that like story (laughs) for sharing that with everybody here. I just want to respond to that real quick. It just feels like if we're going to talk about integrity, it just feels appropriate just to name that, that, that that came up this year, you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm on a journey of coming back again and again to my own inner integrity and I want to be in, in integrity with people in the community as well. And so, yeah. Yeah. Thank you for sharing all of that. You're welcome. Yeah. I think you just expressed vulnerability. Yeah. And how that was breaking open. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's um, awesome. Do we have some questions? We have a comment from Danny. <laughs> he says, allowing yourself to feel and be willing to accept the reciprocal energy that returns from your actions is scary, especially if that energy may hurt you, drain you, or break you. Even if you are coming from a place of goodness, vulnerability opens you to the truth of who you are. Mm. Beautiful. Yeah. Thank you, Danny. Vulnerability Super. opens you to the truth of who you are. That's beautiful. We should record that and include Danny's quote in the newsletters. Yes. Thanks, Danny. <laughs> That's going on an Instagram post. You know how we do like our little Lotus Instagram post and then we 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 actually tag the author. So Danny, yeah. you're gonna have an Instagram post. Thanks, Danny. Yeah. I wanna kinda like bring us up a little bit because we were like kinda down in there mm-hmm. and just get some more basic stuff. Born and raised in Santa Cruz, right? Mm-hmm. You've had this athletic background. Mm-hmm. still do a lot of surfing yeah dance and you also grow your own food and you have like this very close intimate relationship with the earth how do you feel that's colored and influenced what you bring to inner them and it's it's an interesting stark like there's a contrast to it because like you're behind a laptop and like you're super in yeah, like, tech, whole, you're in tech yeah. world and, Whoa. and can't <laughs> believe it. My whole family's still surprised. They don't ever can you know, it just yeah. It's so how did that even 
I've never Did been. You, yeah. I've never been techie. That's why this is the first time I've ever done anything <laughs> like this before. Yeah. But yeah, I feel I've been such an earth child. I grew up on this permaculture farm. I've always had my my hands and my feet in the soil. It was athletics that led me to dance. Actually, I grew up as an athlete and then was snowboarding professionally when I was twenty twenty one, and injury kind of sent me on another direction. I had to let that go. And I was kind of desperately seeking for what was going to be the next movement form, the next movement activity that, that I would do with my body that would meet that need for passionate embodiment. And eventually it led me to dance. That's how I got into dance. I feel like passion led me to snowboarding and snowboarding led me to dance and dance led me to myself. Mm. Yeah. And then my connection with, with the land feels important for me in my life because it's what will grounds me to my, to my mom, to my mama, <laughs> the earth, yeah. which feels really important. I mean, when I think about, and when I feel into getting grounded, like what does grounded mean for me? It means for me, it means connected to the earth, like feeling my roots into the earth feeling grounded is so important you know the age-old analogy of like the tree the oak tree for example it's like this magnificent strong expression that we see above ground but it's so grounded with super strong roots that's important for me just as a foundation in my life and growing up on the farm and growing food and having this intimate relationship with the land helps me feel grounded yeah. And then like as a dancer, I want to feel grounded. I want to feel rooted to fly because I freaking love flying. I love soaring also. Yeah. But it's that it's the groundedness, the rootedness that gives me the foundation and ability to really express as a soaring being also. Do you see that happening as a facilitator and DJ when you're there? Do you see people having an experience like that? Or what do you see? What are you witnessing? When we're, mostly, when we're just there, yeah, just yeah, dancing? Cool. And mostly, yeah. Mostly I'm witnessing the energy. What I does think. that look like? Well, it's more what it, it's more what it feels okay, like. And it it's super, like? it's subtle. So I had a landscaping business for almost 20 years also. And I always felt like my role in the garden as a gardener was to tune in energetically with the garden and feel where the energy was blocked and and remove the the blockages hmm. so the energy flows freely in the garden and that's like what makes a garden feel so nice hmm. mm-hmm. and so i feel like as a facilitator and as a dj feeling the energy mm-hmm. and i'm feeling the collective energy mm-hmm. that's created by everyone's presence mm-hmm. and i'm I don't know how to explain it. Like I'm just, I'm just using my intuition to navigate, to navigate, like basically where do we need to go? Are there any words that need to get spoken? Often not often less is more, but where, where are we going musically? What is the energy? How does the energy of the music feel right now? That's playing through the sound system in the room. What's the collective energy that I'm feeling, sensing from, the community in the space mm-hmm. what's the next track that's going to support what's mm-hmm. happening right now or mm-hmm. take us somewhere and i never really know where we're going i just it 
just intuition in the moment. So what I'm hearing is that you're watching, feeling, you're feeling the energy and you're creating, playing the music in such a way or facilitating it in such a way to, to move this, the energy and open up the space and that kind of thing. And I'm wondering how much of it is just your projection perception of what's going on and you wanting to actually create an experience rather than responding to what's happening. Are you able to tell the difference? I think they become the same thing. How so? Well, always when I begin a music set, I make a prayer. I make a prayer that I ask God to guide my music choices and to guide me with crystal clarity through my intuition. And so after I make this prayer, I'm, I'm surrendered. Like I'm in it for the ride. And I often include in my prayer, like, help me serve the people, help me choose the music, help me choose the words, help me choose my actions that will serve the people who are here tonight. Mm -hmm. And so after I make this prayer and I'm, and I'm asking to be guided with clarity through my intuition, then it's, it's all the same thing. Like I'm just, you like the vessel. Yeah. I'm just doing what I got to do. Why do you feel so called to share this with people? <sighs> Originally, I felt called because I experienced so much beauty in my life from dancing, so much healing, so much transformation, so much passion, so much joy, so much depth. And I just, I just want everyone to have the opportunity to experience that. And that's originally, I was like, I just, I have to share this with people. <laughs> it's like you found this new thing. Yeah, I like, just have to share. This is amazing. <laughs> so it's really <laughs> Come just on, like, you guys. Like, just check this out. <laughs> so look, look, look what's possible. Feel what's possible. We just surrender and let go and like allow ourselves to be moved. This is amazing. Mm, yeah. When did you start DJing? Um, well, I began in a rhythm just over seven years ago and I was creating a playlist mm -hmm. for the, cause it was more like a class and I was doing more facilitation. And then again, sometime in that first year, I started DJing live um, because I started getting these invitations to DJ at other dances. And I was like, well, I'm not really a DJ. I'm just making a playlist, but sure. Mm -hmm. And so I figured I should probably start DJing. So it's been almost seven years. Wow. Yeah, like six and a half years now, probably. And I I just started with a little free DJ software on my computer that I barely knew how to use my computer, let alone the software. Yeah. Yeah, just totally winging it. And then I realized that I really like choosing the music live in the moment. And so that's what I've been doing ever since. When you put together your playlist, does it usually stay on plan or on path or are you inspired well, by the by the moment in in that particular night that's the thing i can't even create a playlist anymore uh -huh. i really have tried recently literally for the last six plus years i have been just completely winging it and choosing each song in the moment mm. <laughs> when i'm teaching a workshop it is a little different but in a rhythm like weekly or ecstatic dance dj sets basically what i do is i'll spend few hours with music during the day and I'll drop like 200 songs into a folder and then pull from those 200 songs for the set. Where and, do you and find I'm your choosing music? them all in the moment. 
New music. <laughs> yeah, it, the internet, this beautiful internet, so amazing. There's so much Spotify beautiful music. I love. No, yeah, this one, this one. SoundCloud. Whenever we ride in our car, I'm hearing tracks going, wow, you gotta send me that. <laughs> so she's turned me on to some new artists, but SoundCloud is a staple. And what's even more staple for me currently mm. is Bandcamp. Band, yeah. Bandcamp.com. Bandcamp yeah. is so cool, partly because the artist gets like 85% of the money as opposed to like independent artists, much less mm -hmm. on these other platforms. Mm -hmm. Yeah. A lot of independent artists, but there's like a lot of record labels that are, you know, hosting lots of different artists. So I don't know if they're independent or what, but mm -hmm. yeah, it's, it's an amazing, it's an amazing resource for new cutting edge music that I love. So for Inner Rhythm or Ecstatic Dance, I want to know more about the decision around it being, I think it's no alcohol, right? Yeah, for sure. And no, so it's no shoes. No shoes. No cell phones. No cell phones. No talking. Uh-huh. No alcohol. Yeah. Because people who haven't been there may think yeah, let's it's talk a club, about that. right? Yeah. Uh -huh. Kind of uh -huh. sounds like a, there's a DJ, there's dancing, it's mm -hmm. expressive, and it's fun. But it really isn't like a typical, what we know as a club like mm -hmm. party. So did you make that decision or was that something that was inspired by someone or another movement or? Yes, I definitely made that decision and I wasn't the first one. Mm -hmm. The tagline of Inner Rhythm has always been ecstatic dance, movement, meditation. Movement, meditation. So I really feel passionate about having a movement space that, <clears throat> that is like a meditation space. Right. This is like I just burped. Sorry. Things are keeping it real. <laughs> yeah. So off the cuff, off the cuff. So for me, like a movement meditation space, just because that's what it is, mm -hmm. provides a level of safety that I wouldn't experience yeah. at a place where people are consuming alcohol. Right. And I don't have a problem with alcohol by itself, mm -hmm. and I do value. Mm. A space without it and I feel like I feel like it not having alcohol creates a lot of safety yeah and, the word safety like, has come up a lot of times yeah tonight. I mean that's just like the main reason like yeah. boom I value safety so let's just not have alcohol here yeah and it just creates a different energy it and is. you know I enjoy some alcohol sometimes but it's not what I want in a, in a movement meditation space so no shoes, no alcohol, no shoes, no cell phone, no talking, no talking. Yeah, just the music. Yeah, and and so no and talking movement. like it's this is not a chit chat like social hour, mm -hmm. and we spend you know most of our waking hours communicating with words. Like let's let's just leave those out mm -hmm. and and really commit to an embodied experience where we get to let our body wisdom inform and guide and even communicate. What do you mean by body wisdom? I feel like there's wisdom in, in our bodies. I feel like there's wisdom in every cell. Our bodies have memory. They store emotions. I'm sure some of this is probably scientifically shown. Mm -hmm. I don't really know about that. But in my experience, my body knows what to do. Like I love the term body radar. Like when I'm walking in a new place in the forest, mm -hmm. I just surrender to my body's radar and let it guide me where to go mm -hmm. and uh and i love what i find so yeah i get it like body wisdom is when you can't pinpoint your emotions and let's say you're angry or you're scared your body might 
feel a panic attack or a tightness in the chest or something like that. It speaks for you and and it informs you. It form it yeah, it informs you, you yeah, by by yeah. how it feels yeah. or by how it, how it makes you feel. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. So in this dance container, it's this it's a safe place where you can allow your body wisdom to express itself without having to hold anything in and be able to connect with it, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. <laughs> Definitely. And again, like having a, a space that welcomes the fullness of this expression this, mm -hmm. that that comes from this body wisdom and mm -hmm. the emotions that are stored in our body, like, like it's all okay. Like, I like to ask, can, can we let this be okay? Or can I let this be okay? <laughs> yeah. Like whatever I'm experiencing. But people nowadays with on-demand gratification and food delivery to massage to everything instant, the one thing we don't want to do is face ourselves. And or I feel think, feel what's yeah, there. I think it's much easier to think about it, process it, stay in the mind. And, yeah, you know, create a nice story, an idea of how it needs to look. Yeah, but feeling it in the body is completely different. Yeah, facing yourself and feeling the body <laughs> doesn't seem fun, I guess, um, to a lot of us because it's a beautiful experience. But a lot of us don't give our you know ourselves a chance to do that because it's scary as hell. Right? Totally. Who wants to face themselves when they have so much shit like to deal with? You know, let's just numb ourselves and let's just continue the day to day, the rat race. Sure. And let's, sure, let's do it. Mm -hmm. Let's just pack it all up and let's just all do that. <laughs> a lot of people do. I, mean, I know. I know. It's a, it's a, that's why it's scary. Time. That's why it's scary. You know, these types of activities that, you know, meditation, yoga, ecstatic dance, talking to a friend or, or a, you know, a family member, really being honest with yourself is the one thing that frightens you. Who wants to do that? It's scary for sure. Yeah. It's a really good point you're making. Mm -hmm. And it's really interesting because you've created this container where we do it, not just in our own solo journey, but we're in a community of people that are going through that very thing, whether they're processing anger or sadness mm -hmm. or joy or happiness, and we're doing it together, being seen and witnessed and all of that. And, and that's why people keep going back. It's to get something out I of it. I think that's part of it, definitely. I mean, I've been going for like <laughs> a year yeah. or so. And well, like we were talking about today, too, it's like, it's not all about like depth and crossing the threshold yeah. of our vulnerability <laughs> right, and just yeah, getting yeah. super gnarly. Yeah, like, yeah. It's also, it's just, also about just having dancing, fun. Just yeah. freaking dancing because it feels fun. good. good music. Yeah. People connect or not. And like, yeah, it can just be fun. It can be light. We can laugh. Mm -hmm. And yeah, and the, 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 whole, the whole range is possible. I love what you're saying. It's like this time that we're living in mm -hmm. with all of our technologies and our devices, like it's – it's so easy just to like stay in the matrix, basically mm -hmm. just stay kind of tuned out. And I see myself doing it too, like as committed as I've been to like stay grounded and stay connected with the earth and the elements and express my feelings. Like I, I noticed myself how I'd rather like look for music on the internet or check the surf forecast or see if somebody 
liked my post on Facebook. Mm. Like I'd rather do those things than feel what's going on in here. Or I, sometimes I'd even rather do those things than take a walk in the forest, and that freaks me out. Like, but I, but I notice, <laughs> I notice it happening. This virtual world, like that, we're sharing this platform here. Mm-hmm. It's like it's comforting on some in some ways, and I, I, I don't know. I'm. It's freaky where we're going as a human culture with the AI and like, oh my god collective consciousness <laughs> awaken yeah shout out to Hermes oh I know um, I do don't we... know how you went there from AI, my AI and freak out about well, no because we, we had a, we had a podcast and we talked about AI oh and yeah there was it was a huge conversation with um, Hermes who gathering data and yeah and data and stuff <laughs> um any comments or questions that we need to acknowledge on the live feed and it's IG. Hearts and happy faces. Hearts and happy faces. Mm-hmm. Awesome. <laughs> I love this platform too because we get to connect and broadcast love. So this is pretty cool. How does it feel talking like this and sharing it's like total, your your it's truth? Total, it's totally trippy. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> And it's it's fine. Like I mean, I kind of forgot that there's a couple of cameras over there. So I'm gonna go ahead and post all of the information, like so people can find out more about what you're doing. But I'm just gonna say it quickly here. It happens every Thursday in Santa Cruz at, at the 418. When the address is 418 Front Street, and that's Thursdays from 8 to 10 p.m. And then every fourth Saturday at the Pacific Cultural Center. And all of that information is gonna be found on our social media links. So if you guys are interested, you're always welcome. You can be my guest. <laughs> I'm saying this in front of me. <laughs> True, well, she helps me a lot. So for sure, take her up on it. Come, love- experience what, come experience what we're doing, yeah. Hamid, I wanna ask you if there's anything that you wanna ask us. <laughs> Like, like this this live lotus hub world right here or like it doesn't have to be related mm-hmm. to lotus maybe it could be just something what's your favorite color <laughs> yeah an opportunity for you to ask a question because you're the one who brought me here <laughs> yeah what what moves you what what keeps you going what inspires you hmm. i have this what compels you forward in your life? It feels like like an inner fire. There's like this flame that that stays lit. And it's it's a need to express something that's happening in there. It's a need to express mm-hmm. this love nature, this love force that wants to create all the time and and then I get to see the benefit of what happens when it's shared with other people when they we get to experience that connection and and also like the depth of feeling as well like when it hurts too it's I don't know it just there's something that I, I feel I feel alive in that so it feel it feels like a fire. It's it's something that constantly moves me. And then, like I said, just being able to 
share it with other people and, and see the synergy that happens in that. It's exciting and it grows. Cool. Yeah. Great question. <laughs> and you, like, like what, um, like, how come you're so open to me? Like, you hardly know me, and like, this is kind of your your home hub, Live Lotus Studio, and you're just like, you're so warm and welcoming. Like, why, why are you so warm and welcoming? <laughs> because it's not mine. It's not mine. So everything that is here, I'm, I'm just a one additional soul on this massive common journey of going home to ourselves. And I'm here just to give as much love as I can and to experience as much life as I can and to remind people that it all, it all starts with their own self-love. You know, and that's where I create from. But I think, I think knowing that there is no attachment to material possessions, to beings, allows me to not be consumed in the muck mm. of, you know, obsession and things like that. So nothing's mine. <laughs> that's why. That's beautiful. Thank <laughs> well, thank you for the question. Yeah. Hmm. Any comments that we need to acknowledge? Yeah, from Lotus Amundsen. Yes. We must deliver ourselves with care, first to our own selves and then to one another. Hmm. Yeah, girl. No, thank you. Thank you. I have a quote here from Hamid, a kind of a landing question that I want to leave with everybody. And this is something that he asks us if we could express ourselves fully authentically with the total freedom what would that look like on the dance floor and in the daily dance thanks guys for joining in on our like live thing again we're going to be recording this or we are recording this and it's going to be put up on itunes and soundcloud so if you guys didn't catch everything, you'll be able to listen to it again. And the feed will actually stay on our page so people can go back and watch it mm -hmm. and catch us. Yeah. Thank you, Hamid, for being here and being vulnerable and sharing everything that you did. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks to AJ. Running AJ, tech. say hi to the, to the people. <laughs> <laughs> Vane, can you pop in? Just because she's fielding and she's the voice and she's here. <laughs> Thanks, everyone. All right, you guys. Good night. I'm going to do the sign out. Is it Love and Light Lotus out? Light and Love? Or was it Light and Love? Light and Love? Light and Love? Light and love? Okay, so we're all going to. Is gonna... it? I thought it's Love and Light. Light and Love? Or, or Love and Light. Love and Light. I think it's love and light. Was it love and light? Yeah. Yeah, love and light. Love and light, Lotus Out. We always forget. Always switches, you know. <laughs> okay, so all voices here, Mark. I want you to join in. <laughs> Come here, Mark. Do the sign out, love and. <laughs> <laughs> he's not feeling like being vulnerable. Oh, he's bringing his pumpkin. Oh, oh my god! You really baked that? Yeah. Whoa. It's still warm. Oh my nice. goodness.
Just don't smash, smash it in my face. Pie. <laughs> All right, you guys. Yeah, put cannot it right there. I'm going to count down. I we're going to do Love and Light Lotus out. <laughs> okay. Okay. Three, two, one. Love, Love and Light Lotus, Lotus out. out.